0: Welcome to another episode of the One For You podcast. Today marks a return to our regular programming after our special episode on the Locarno Film Festival, which is of course still available to listen to. After talking about, you know, just like so many movies last time, I don't even know how many there were. Some of them were short films, to be fair, but still, it was like so many movies – We're pivoting slightly, namely into the world of Prestige TV, with Nine Perfect Strangers, a show about, well, nine strangers, their weird so-called therapist, and some really nice smoothies. My name is Olivia Cennameu, and today I'm joined by Astrid Abasi. Hi. Hey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Smoothies. (laughs) Smoothies, they're smoothies. <laughs> very
0: smooth introduction. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. Thanks. Okay, so, um, but before we obviously get to Nine Perfect Strangers, um, let's talk about some other things that we have been watching, you know, in addition to Nine Perfect Strangers. Do you want to start? Uh, yeah, sure. Um
1: I've watched uh, the 1982 Conan the Barbarian film um, directed by John Milius uh, based on the uh, Robert E. Howard uh, stories of the same name. Uh, It's this uh, super epic uh, sword and uh, sorcery movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. People should probably know. And also... uh, I've heard
0: of this young... (laughs) upstart yes <laughs> <laughs> no I mean the, the movie not
1: Arnold <laughs> everybody knows Arnold and also perhaps more importantly the inimitable uh, James Earl Jones uh, mm. as the villain uh, Thulsa Doom um, I'm sorry what's his name can you say that again <laughs> Folsadum. <laughs> so doom. Okay. Doom, okay. Is yes. he the
0: doom of someone? I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's very much like he's the leader of a of a uh, of a cult that uh, worships snakes and. Uh, oh
0: yeah. yeah, I can see how yeah. they're evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's uh, basically uh, Doom kills uh, Conan's parents, <gasps> and no. uh, Conan now has to uh, has to travel through the. Uh, this, uh, threatening landscape of, uh, the, of, uh, the, Kona, the barbarian, uh, universe, <laughs> and he seeks revenge against Tulsa Doom. It is, uh, it is not super, like the, the story and everything, not super, super deep, but, um, it is very atmospheric mm. and, uh, very epic, as I said before. Yeah, oh, okay. I can recommend it. But, right. uh even though the director John Milius, is a little bit of a weirdo, <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you uh, have you seen the the remake with Jason Momoa?
1: No, and I refuse to. Okay, okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry,
0: sorry. Topic. I will not bring it up again. <laughs>
1: we love Jason Momoa, but obviously you know, some ta- some things should be left in the past.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, unsurprisingly, I have been watching the x-files because you know it's there are many many episodes and this takes time and i'm still (laughs) i'm still watching it so i i don't yeah i'm i'm really trying to remember you know like after the film festival have i watched anything but x-files oh of course some episodes of ted lasso because ted lasso is literally the best i love it so much i still need to watch that Oh my god. Austin. Okay, so forget about the X Files. (laughs) Let me tell you about Ted Lasso. This show, I know, everybody says it, but like, they're right. It's an amazing show that is just such a feel-good show, but it's not annoyingly feel-good, you know, not like okay. cheesy or anything, because Ted Lasso, I mean, do you know what, yeah, 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 like, know what the premise is. Yeah, I know what the premise
1: is,
0: yeah. American football coach comes to England to coach actual football in Premier League, but obviously doesn't yeah. know what he's doing, and, you know, he's being manipulated by the team owner, and there's this and that, and like, whatever, but it's just you know there's conflict set up but it's always always like resolved in ways you know if it's possible resolved in ways so nobody is like an entirely just terrible person but like you see where except for one guy but you see where they're coming from and you understand yeah. them and and you care about them and it's funny and the last uh, the latest episode okay by the that I've seen, but by the time there will be another one. But th- it was about rom communism because Ted Lasso is a big fan of rom coms. So you had all of these rom com tropes in there, but it wasn't about like romantic relationships, but just other relationships, but in you know, this form. And it was ah, it was a delight. And I love everyone in it, and it makes me feel good. Wow,
1: that's, that's really all good. that we want from, from entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no no, I, I will watch it it's on it's on uh, apple, TV. apple TV, right yeah
0: right. and uh it's like dropping dropping weekly the, so oh, but you okay. have like the entire first season that you can watch and then catch up with the second one and I've seen oh, the right. first one two and a half times already so two, and a... <laughs> two and a half times
1: <laughs> it's it's by the creator of scrubs no?
0: uh, yeah. though cre- uh yeah The creator uh yeah what's his, I can't remember his name yes, all right, all right.
1: Yeah, I love I loved Scrubs. So uh, it's but, a bit uh,
0: different from Scrubs.
1: Yeah, I, I I was going to say because y- you just called it a, a feel good uh, show, and Scrubs sometimes you feel like mm. <laughs> yeah, obviously Scrubs wasn't
0: always. And I mean, they, there there yeah. are you know like real let's say real life problems on Ted Lasso that you know they just can't be solved because that's life. But okay. overall positive. Okay. Yes. Cool. Cool, cool 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 okay sorry about uh, this digression <laughs> no but I must uh, I'm a missionary <laughs> I need everybody to watch Ted Lasso <laughs> alright <laughs> and obviously I know that's a plus for you but not necessarily for me but Ted Lasso obviously has a great mustache so oh yeah that you is, know
1: and <laughs> uh, watch all the movies with the great mustache See? <laughs> <laughs> and all the <this> shows
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> So now let's talk about Nine Perfect Strangers. So um, as we're recording this, four episodes of the total of eight uh, episodes are out because the first three episodes um, came out together and now it's like coming out weekly. So we were like halfway through the season. And um, what we are going to do is that we... I'm going to give like an introduction to the show, like what is it about, who's in it, etc., and then we are going to have a very long and very spoilerific discussion about it. But at the end, we are going to have a little summary of like what we think about the show without any spoilers. So if you don't want to have any don't want to have any spoilers, you can then just jump to that summary and continue the podcast from there. And I will put the timestamp in the uh, show notes. So I hope that works out for everyone. Okay. And I will give you the spoiler warning once we start. All right. So this is the non spoilery part. <laughs> So, uh, Nine Perfect Strangers, which is a show that here in Switzerland is um, being released on Amazon Prime. And I think everywhere except in the US, because there it's on Hulu, but Hulu is only an American thing. So the rest is uh, Amazon Prime. And it is uh, based on a book by the same name uh, by Leanne Moriarty. Great name. And uh, it's, been, it's developed by uh, David E. Kelly, of course, who has made a name of his, for himself, you know, over the last, I don't know, decades in TV. And um, the, uh, just also a quick shout out to the writers. So David E. Kelly and John Henry Butterworth, also a brilliant name, have written episodes one, two and four. And the third one was written by Samantha Strauss. And um, all the episodes are directed by Jonathan Le- Levin. Levin. Levine? Le- Maybe. Levine? Maybe. So. Levine, Levine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Him. So he he has also directed um, Warm Bodies and Long Shot, which I really, really, really like. So um, yes, he is directing all eight episodes. Okay, so um, what is the show about? So it's about this sort of very exclusive wellness resort in California. It's called Tranquillium, I think, right?
1: Tranquillium House,
0: yes. Yes. Um And, like, everybody wants to go there. There are so many applicants, but you can't just book. You have to sort of apply. And then the mysterious owner and, like, wellness guru, Masha, who's played by Nicole Kidman, will pick some applicants, you know. So she has the perfect group for these, uh, like, 10 days, I think, whatever, where they are there, um, to help them, you know. Um, As she says, uh, they come for the suffering so that's what she's gonna meet out to them, but so that they're <laughs> they feel better later. So <laughs> um, we hope. We
1: hope. We hope we, we don't I <laughs> don't know.
0: I'm like not so sure, but that's the intention. <laughs> um, so obviously we have this this group of of the nine strangers. So we have. Um, I'm just gonna give you a rundown. It's gonna it's gonna take a moment. I'm sorry. So we have. Uh, fr- Melissa McCarthy, who plays Frances Welty, who's an and romance author who has seen you know sort of better days in her career and her love life. We have Michael Shannon, who's called Napoleon Marconi. Again, great name. I feel like today this episode is just about the great names. Anyway, yeah. Napoleon Marconi, who's there with his wife um, and his daughter, who are played by um, Asher Ketty and Grace Van Patten, respectively, and they're there because there has been a death in their family, and they're trying to um uh, deal with it then we have um, Luke evan who, Luke Evans who plays Lars Lee who is there for not entirely um let's say uh innocent reasons <laughs> 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 we have um, Samara Weaving who plays uh, Jessica Chandler who is a uh, an Instagram influencer who's there with her husband Ben who's played by Melvin Gregg um, because they have marital problems. Then we have Regina Hall, who plays Carmel, who is there because she says she wants to lose weight and maybe she has some temper issues. And we have Bobby Cannavale, who plays Tony Hogburn, who is an addict. Um, he is obviously there for for that, maybe, or maybe not. And uh, then we have the staff of of the, the house. And I think the most important people there are um, Yao, who's played by Manny Zinto who this time plays an actual, you know, wellness person, (laughs) unlike in uh, The Good Place. (laughs) And (laughs) Tiffany Boone, who plays Delilah, who's another of the uh, wellness wellness consultant, as they're called. So you have all of these people who are there, and then as the show goes on, basically their secrets are revealed, and they're in this pressure cooker, and, you know, it's like, how, what are their secrets? How do they deal with them? How do they deal with each other? And there seems, you know, also to be some sort of outside threat, I think, you know, uh, towards Marsha and which might or threatens to sort of, I don't know, uh, disturb, disturb this uh, wellness resort. Okay. Does this sound like this is the setup of the show?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah? I think that, yeah. that is That is good.
0: Okay, good. All right. So. This is the moment where we start talking about spoilers. So if you um, don't want any spoilers, jump to the end uh, from the show notes. Okay. So Astrid, first impressions of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to laugh that
1: you like <laughs> you introduced uh, the show as um, us talking about prestige TV. Uh, as I thought (laughs) my first impression of the show at the beginning was this is
0: a little bit trashy (laughs) okay you know what (laughs) yes let's okay let's just talk about that right now because I think the show wants to be prestige TV because you know like big little lies and you know um, what's the other stuff like uh, little fires everywhere and all of these you know uh, um, novel adaptations Um. But I think th- it should be trashy, but it's not trashy enough. Is my thing. I think this show <laughs> should be trashier because it's all like taking itself seriously, and the best moments are when it's just like bad shit crazy. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> I don't like the, the,
0: there's such a
1: such a funny sense of humor, like such a such an irreverent sense of humor in the show. I think um, you think, I, I, uh, yeah. So sometimes it's just. I had to laugh out loud so many times because of how how weird the humor was. Okay, but in a good way. Yeah, I so, don't know. Hmm,
0: I did not have this experience. I did not have this experience. <laughs> I laughed so many times because, like, for example, the the grape scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we should maybe tell our listeners who haven't, you know, what the grape scene is
1: all right (laughs) um uh you you mentioned that the like uh, in the introduction about about this kind of pressure cooker and i think it's um i think what this does like it kind of sets the the show up as you have these nine perfect strangers that are uh that sort of affect each other in very specific ways and you could say that this is this is so constructed in a way; it's so uh, so artificial that you would have nine people that come together, and then they just happen to have the exact problems that help each other that help uh, that help the group deal uh, with their own issues. Mm-hmm. But obviously, um, Masha uh, picked like the play by Nicole Kidman pick them uh, deliberately like that because she knows what kind of stuff they are suffering from and she thinks that this combination can can help them the best. I guess that is sort of the idea. So it it kind of works in a somewhat little trashy way. So you have (laughs) these uh, uh, Bobby Cannavale playing Tony and um, Melissa Melissa McCarthy playing Francis and they have this this super funny meeting in the beginning, where where Francis, before they go to Tranquillium, before uh, where Francis has this sort of semi breakdown uh, on the road, gets out and uh, Tony sees her and talks to her in his very asshole-ish way. And they're like, <laughs> okay, they are going to hate each other so much, and <laughs> <laughs> but obviously because Masha knew. <laughs> <laughs> They actually get closer. (laughs) They help each other deal with their stuff because they have very similar problems in a way. But also, the best scene ever is when they are in the pool and they are this super antagonistic pair up. And uh, uh, Frances is on these uh, pool noodles sleeping and with her mouth open. And Tony, who... Also wants to get into the pool. Um, it's just sitting there, and he cannot not do something. So he throws a, a so he throws a grape at her, and just hits her right in the m- <laughs> mouth. <laughs> so she swallows the grape and almost chokes on it. And just it's such a it's such a dumb it's such a dumb scene if you think about it. It's so so slapstick, but the way it's built up and. Then directed and acted, it just worked for me in a in a way that I would have won Like, please give me more of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I think is also like that you can see there is like this pairing of of uh, Cannavale and McCarthy is just is really good. They're like my favorite like pairing, yeah. and they're my favorite characters because yeah. They're both, I mean, everybody here is a good actor, obviously, but yeah. they're, like, so good that, like, I immediately I care about them and I I, I want to know what happens next and I, I yeah. can see them as fully rounded characters. To be fair, they also yes. get more space, I think, than other uh-huh. characters, but, uh-huh. you know, so they managed to overcome one of the limitations, I think, that... Uh, the show has which is that there's just so many characters you yeah. know that it just sometimes it feels like we're just jumping from one to the next to the next to the next and we always get a little bit about them but then we have to rush on to the next one because we need to know all of their secrets and how they're connected yeah. and react to each other um, you know and then including also like the staff and everything so it sometimes feels a bit overstuffed I would say um, uh-huh. but they really manage to like transcend that i think so
1: i am a big fan of them like it's funny because the two of them uh they have i think uh i guess me and I in the spoiler uh spoiler portion so we can say it uh uh tony used to be a a, a football player like uh, american football player who then injured himself and um had to end his career and now he's uh, has a drug addiction and um and Francis who is a uh, is a novelist they they both have a very um not a, not very relatable uh, backgrounds professionally speaking because most of us aren't successful novelists or successful football what? players um but in a way, the way they deal with their issues and uh is very very human and it just sort of uh anchors everything uh i mean yes th- no, no, not everyone has drug addiction, but the way uh Bobby Cannavale sells it just works really well mm-hmm. uh and as you say like th- this is they are sort of the 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 two that basically carry a little bit the the show in. -hmm. In my opinion,
0: I agree with that because I think um, you know, like obviously, like Nicole Kidman is probably like the biggest name. In this show, but because her character Masha is deliberately um, sort of opaque and secretive, we can't really like latch on to her. Um, but everyone else is obviously spilling their deepest, darkest secrets. So yeah. there's more there. So maybe we should t- quickly talk about Nicole Kidman here. I mean, like, what what is going on? What is going on? It's just like her accent is American slash Russian slash Australian, I think, something. <laughs>
1: I mean, like between between nine perfect strangers and uh, Black Widow, this year is not a good year for no. Russian
0: accents. No, it's really just like, oh, why, why? I mean, you can say she's Russian; she doesn't have to have a Russian accent. People are, you know, able to ditch their accents, whatever. But Especially yeah. Because
1: because she used to be this uh this businesswoman before for I don't know how many years. Yeah. But I guess that wasn't enough for her to drop that accent. It is it's is so dumb. So that's, <laughs> that's what I said. That is trashy to me. That, yes. that is very trashy to me.
0: Yes, but I think it's like I say, right? I think this is a show that wants to be prestige television but should better had better lean into its trashiness because that is where it would excel because i mean sorry the whole setup is preposterous and it's really just you because you said you know oh you know um about the machinations and this being like you think like oh this is so unlikely but of course it's explained within the show why everybody's doing this and you're obviously right but you can see the machinations at work so hard you know like of like it's It's a bit creaky, so sometimes you know, um, and this is also why the dialogue is at times a lot you know there's so much like exposition, basically, you know it's yeah. not this is a show that tells you everything and doesn't necessarily show it
1: right this is the kind of show that I always say this is an anime. <laughs> what? This is an anime in the way that you can really see how it is constructed, as you said. Like, you can see the machinations. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is so ridiculous. That's why, to me, this is an anime. <laughs> <laughs> and you have these these uh, super flashy characters. I mean, like, Nicole Kidman. Like it, uh, when I was watching it, I sent you a picture of of Galadriel. And yeah. I think I've, I've thought about it a little bit longer <laughs> and I think she is a combination of real life Gwyneth Paltrow and Galadriel. <laughs> 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 With a Russian accent. <laughs> a very bad Russian accent. Oh but my God.
0: <laughs> it is ridiculous. Like the way she she acts and everything. Yes. It's like, okay, I'm sorry, but like, she's a, good actor, right? But in this yeah. show, you're like, what are you doing, woman? I'm not, sh- I mean, it's just, she's always like, I mean, it's also maybe the dialogue, because all of her dialogue is preposterous in a way, you know? <laughs> uh, you have all come here to die, oh. Or, that was, sorry, that was my terrible imitation of her terrible Russian uh, accent, but... um <laughs> you know and then she's always <laughs> mysterious because she gets these mysterious death threats on her phone and she's like Mm-mm.
1: Mm, yeah. okay. i have no idea what to make of that
0: i mean i also wonder like why why do we need this the stories are there's so much going on already yeah. like why yeah. do you need that on top yeah. of that right because of course she's as a mysterious because she has died so she someone shot her like when she was still this businesswoman so someone just straight up came to her in like a parking lot and was like bam and um i guess uh yao um he was a paramedic that saved her or something? Yeah. I don't know. It's not Apparently, unclear. yeah. Yeah. It's not been fully explained. Anyway, so, you know, there's like a mysterious thing going on and like, uh, it's just, it's too much. And I think, I think she's hampered by, yeah, by, by the script, I think. I don't know.
1: I can't really tell because I feel like what, 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 uh, about her preposterous dialogue and everything, and this is the way she presents herself to, to, um, to the others, to the visitors of uh, Trentudium yeah. House, and uh, maybe I'm just giving her or the show too much credit, but I feel like there might be something behind it, a little bit more deeper. Just sort of like she just almost has this this uh, cult leader personality.
0: So like much, in- yeah.
1: Or like, or like this, it feels like when she's in front of the visitors or almost everyone else, like also the, also the, um, employees of, of Tranquilium, uh, it feels like she's putting on a show Mm -hmm. and then she has moments by herself. Like when she, like later in, was it episode four or something? Or, or three where they uh, where they kill the goat where they kill the goat
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the way she
1: saw <laughs> well now that I said it <laughs> I take everything back <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it is a it is a very very ridiculous show yes. Um, Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, we're halfway through, so I'm sure we will eventually find out what's going on with her. But I have to say, so I'm not super confident that it's going to be like an amazing reveal, because so far, the way the show has treated the reveal. So I don't know. How, how do you feel about this? So obviously, there's the smoothies, right? So I think the first shot in the show that's not the opening credits is um, a smoothie being made. And yeah. this reminded me of the opening credits of Dexter. Do you have you ever seen that one I've show? I've never
1: seen Dexter. Yeah. Year.
0: So like it's like breakfast being made, but the yeah. way it's shot, it's like it's very murdery, right? So because yeah. he's a serial killer. Um yeah. and it reminded me of this. Immediately I was like, something, something bad is going on with those smoothies. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: That's what I thought as well, but I never thought they would be, like they would be full of. Uh, well, I didn't know they would use them to microdose them drugs, but it's really? because of a diff- no. It's because of a different scene. But please go on. <laughs> yeah, no, I was
0: like something not good is going on with those smoothies. Something is in those smoothies. So for me, this was obvious that that was was happening. So at the end of season uh, episode three, I think they're like, "Have you been drugging us?" Dun, 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 cliffhanger, and I'm like, obviously she's been dragging you. So uh, for me, this was not a big reveal. So I'm not entirely sure if the show can pull off whatever it is that it's going towards. But I don't know how. How. How was that for you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I feel like I didn't register that that smoothie shot there. I, uh, but a different one mm-hmm. because I think it might have been an episode two where there's a transition between her taking. Like one of the uh, Tranquillium employees taking blood from them, yeah. And then it's transitioning into uh, into uh, one of those strawberry smoothies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, holy shit, it's this Hannibal. <laughs> 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 and, and that's the thing, though. Like, once you have that thought, and the the show doesn't really, it doesn't really. Try to to ground it in a way because it is a ridiculous show. I couldn't help but think about that through the other two, three episodes. <laughs> so, so when they had the the reveal about, about the drugs, I was like, "Oh, that oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> It is very okay. <laughs> <laughs> the show is very confusing. Like, um, yeah, so." The, uh, it just feels feels uh very chaotic in a way, like uh, the chaotic energy of the show is off the charts <laughs> it's just like, like uh, also with the goat, like suddenly the goat pops up and then you're like and oh, then no.
0: <laughs> the goat gets slaughtered by the men because oh my god, and I have to say episode three is my favorite episode so far. Because it's batshit, and I'm like, this is what I want from this show. Okay, so we should talk about, like, the goat. Because, so, they they are on a fast, so they get their smoothie in the morning, and then they will get a smoothie in the evening. And during the day, they just can get, like, they can forage off the land. Because, like, Tranquillium has this, obviously has this vast, like, uh, I don't know, uh, back let's say backyard, but it's not a yard. It's more like, right. I don't know. Whatever. So, um, and then the groups are split up according to gender. So the women, they go into the river and they have like deep thoughts and they talk about uh, sex and like whatever. And then the men are like, we want to have some food. But everything is not in season. They find one lonely avocado and, and some nuts. And then they're like, oh, there's a goat well, you said whatever we could forage. So they run after the goat and they just kill the fucking goat. (laughs) And then they they come back to Tranquillium. So the women are already there. And then the men walk up to Tranquillium and like Tony has this goat on his back, on his shoulders. And they come in like, you know, like, whoa, we're these warriors that have just slaughtered this goat. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) It <laughs> was so great. It's so stupid, but I loved it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is very insane. I also love um, Lars, uh, Luke Evans. I mean, I love Luke Evans. Yes, obviously. He's he's, he's, a, he's a very he has very great presence. I don't know if he's a good actor, <laughs> but but he, in this show, he is such a such a douchebag, such a bitch and, man. Yeah, and he constantly drops these one-liners like when they see the goat and he's like uh, the ethical carnivore only, <laughs> uh, only eat what you're willing to kill and they're like, ah oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> this is such a the script, is, like, everything about this show is so so oh.
0: insane and oh my just... god, yes I loved, uh, also in episode 3 they're having the breakfast and I think this is when I start dosing them with the, with the uh, magic mushrooms and then it was just like he was saying something really dumb to Carmel, and then she just lunged across the table and tried to throttle him. And I had to cackle like a witch. And I was like, yeah. "This is it! Yes, finally!"
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, whenever it's fe- whenever it tries to be dramatic, it just uh, it gets a little bit boring.
0: Yes, I agree. Uh... Like uh, it's not super uh, propulsive. Like I did not feel the need. Look, like, I want to see the next episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to say, like. So. I mean I really
1: like uh Manny Jacinto as as Yao. Mm-hmm. Um I think he uh there's a lot of there's a lot going on with because I I only knew him from the good place as uh Jason where he is like the complete opposite of his character mm-hmm. in Nine Perfect Strangers. Like very entertaining but like a little bit dumb. He real dumb. He real dumb <laughs> <laughs> And here he has this this uh this calmness, but there's a lot going on in his face and in his eyes, and like you could see him like do serious acting. but also it feels like he is in the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like why is this super chill but also a little bit like super the super chill character, but also who is inside feels very conflicted in this show. Where everyone is like, "I have issues. I wear everything on my sleeve."
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's very he's very calm, actually. True. And I don't know. There's also something weird going on with him and Masha and uh, Delilah, right? The other I didn't get. I didn't quite get that. So he is with Delilah. But sometimes he sleeps it's... with Masha, and Delilah is like, "I guess that's just the price I pay for working here."
1: I have no idea. It is. It is. It's strange. Not, like, it, yeah, and also when when he comes back from Masha during that night and mm-hmm. goes to the room, I guess, or that the, the small apartment or whatever that he shares with Delilah, and she tells him he can sleep on the sofa and then later she confronts Masha about it and she's like, this happens or whatever. They're <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <We're> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. it's Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, but it obviously sets up one of the possible lines of conflict because you're like, oh, maybe Delilah is the person who's been threatening um, Marsha, so we don't know. Yeah. I mean, you feel like something bad is going to happen. Yeah. At some point. And this is also... I had this because of the title, obviously, and then there were none, right? Oh, no, 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 that's not the title, but it reminds me of and then there were none. That's what I was trying to say. Um, Nine Perfect Strangers, because originally and then there were none had the very politically incorrect, sorry, title. Sorry, it's going to be Ten Little Niggers, which obviously then they were like, we can no longer sell this book under this title, so they did it. And in America, they had the other um, not great title was 10 little indians also so they were like no 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 no. so it's now oh. called and then there were none also this is the story by agatha christie for those who don't know so yes and it's obviously that story there is about like it's according to the to this children's uh uh-huh. what do you call it the children's rhyme. rhyme whatever yeah. right where like one of the other gets killed off yeah. and it's the same in the book and so i'm expecting <laughs> i was expecting like people to drop like constantly, but obviously, so far, everybody has survived. But I think it's something is except gonna for except for the goat, <laughs> RIP goat. <laughs> um, so something's gonna happen. I don't know, it's my expectation.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I thought when uh, when um, Carmel attacks yes. uh, Lars, Lars, I thought that okay, this is going to. Go a certain way at some point. <laughs> yeah,
0: because, I mean, they are also uh, apparently upping the dose of, yeah. of the drugs. Now yeah. with people's consent, because obviously, like, first they just drugged them without their consent. So, and it's just like, because you said Masha is like a cult leader. And I think you're right. She has this sort of messianic... Um, understanding of like her mission she's like oh what we're doing here it's gonna change the world for the better you know like we're figuring yeah. out this uh treatment and then everybody is gonna be better but she does and she always thinks she's right so she's like she just drugs them without their consent and then later she's yeah. like mm, we should up the dose and uh Delilah's like I don't I don't think that's a good idea but she's like no I know that's what I'm doing dying. And then when they find out, she's like,
1: you are going to thank me. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs>
0: are you sure, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we now?" Haven't,
1: we haven't talked about about um, Jessica and Ben. The, oh, yeah. The, the couple, the, the only other couple. I was very freaked out at the beginning because I could not recognize her.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I had seen uh, pictures of her because she was in in Ash versus uh, Evil Dead, and I think she was also in that
0: uh, in that horror movie, The Babysitter. She was in this other horror movie, Ready or Not. Yes, she was in 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 Ready or Not, right? Yeah. Which was a really a really good movie, I have to okay. say. Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: I did not recognize her. You're right. There is like fifteen layers of makeup over <laughs> and They really, really drive the point home that she is this uh just from the make from, from the jump that yeah. she's this Instagram influencer model who struggles so much with her own body image. Mm-hmm. And it's like holy shit <laughs> and I had to had to had to Google her and I was like this is her. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like two very different people, and then it's just uh, so many, uh, so many moments in the show where she almost looks like like a skeleton, mm-hmm. and it's ve- I find it very unsettling at times.
0: Yeah, you're uh, right. She has it, like, down, like, the way she's dressed and, and, like, you can see the extensions in her hair and, like, she has these very long fake fingernails and it's just, like, everything's there. But, you know, and this is also an example, right, like, maybe we could have told some of, of what she's feeling just from the way she is, but then she also tells... The character, other characters, and us—like I have these and these issues with my body, you know—which yes. is one of the examples <laughs> where, you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Again,
1: as you, as you so eloquently put it, this is trashy <laughs> television that tries to be prestigious.
0: Yes. So, okay. So, this makes me wonder: Do you think the show? is like critical of this very bullshitty wellness thing. And I don't just mean the drugs, just the whole thing, you know, like they have to uh, dig their own graves and then everyone has this, "Oh my god, today's my Masha day." And Masha day means they talk to her for 5 minutes. And I'm like, "What what is this? Therapy, it's not therapy. This is entire bullshit what you're doing here, and it's just like it's very expensive bullshit, which is why you think mm-hmm. it's good." So I'm wondering like what do you think like the the show is doing with that?
1: I think the show is trying to have its cake and eat it, too. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I think in the first episode or something, you have uh, Lars and uh, Zoe, the daughter of Napoleon, and uh, Heather uh, talk to each other. It it was either in the first or the second episode where they talk about about, uh, tranquillium. And he basically says, yeah, and this is just uh, this is just a ploy to uh, take money from rich people. Mm-hmm. But then you also sort of see him realize stuff about himself, mm-hmm. and it's like, are you trying to make it look like this is a good thing? It yeah. is. It is very weird. It is very weird because from the from what they do, uh, it is very ridiculous. But the way it is framed it almost feels like the show is uh, condoning it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see how much it escalates and whose fault exactly it is that it escalates, right? Because there's uh, a hint that something has already gone wrong once because somebody was trying to sue Marsha, I think. Because she says like, oh, I won that, it's fine. And um, yeah, and you can see like obviously first the setup is like Marsha is very much in control, right? So everybody has to give up their contraband food and and their phones, and and there's cameras all over the uh, let's say estate. I feel like estate is a good word for this yeah, yeah. place. And and you know she's like she's in control, but then it's slipping now. You know, like for instance, no, she when when the goat was killed, she's like, oh yeah. fuck, man, <laughs> that's my goat. I'm sad now. So yeah. you can see how she's no slowly she's losing control. Yeah. Over the situation, but also she
1: when when they bring the goat, she doesn't act like she's losing control. She's like, yes, this was intended all along. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well
0: done. Well done. <laughs> So, yes, you
1: fell. You fell victim through another one
0: of my imag- imaginations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it's exactly I'm like sorry. that. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. But it's just also again one of these shows that is about very very rich people. You know, I don't know. Have you seen Big Little Lies? No. I'm. I just watched it. I guess a few months ago. I know it's a. It's a little late, but I just watched um season one because I thought actually that tells a perfect story and whatever. I'm done. And so that's about the problems of the rich people. And then um, Nicole Kidman was in this other show, The Undoing, which is, I think, also, I mean, all of these shows are by David E. Kelly, I think, as well. So um, anyway, so, is, which is, again, about the troubles of the rich, but this time not in California, but in New York. And and now this one. And I think she's now shooting another one in in Hong Kong, maybe, or Singapore, about, like, super rich expats.
1: Hong Kong I think. Yeah, yeah. right that was because the There was some controversy about her uh, dodging a quarantine. Yeah,
0: exactly, like... right. So yeah. anyway, but it's just like, you know, that these there's a type of like this very glossy shows that are always about very very rich people, not just like, right. you know, we don't have to worry about money, but like really rich people. And, right. you know, I mean there's also like, I guess prestige tv about like less affluent people but that's just like it's this trend um or maybe it's just a trend is because they co is in all of them but yeah
1: no you're right there's also this uh this other show by hbo uh, the white lotus that has a very similar oh, yeah. setup with mm-hmm. uh, with uh this tropical resort in hawaii but i think that has that got better reviews than
0: yes i think so yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm like do i need to watch another one of those
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean not obviously not to say that not everyone everyone can have uh, problems but it's just you know it's it's become a trend and also like the trailer for uh the morning show season two came out It's also on Apple TV, and it's also with uh, Reese Witherspoon, which is also why I'm making these connections, because it's also a lot of the same actors, especially, like, um, women who who are doing this now.
1: Um, I think you said that before, that uh, we are halfway through, and there's uh, so much going on, and, like, again, like, we don't even really, really know what... um, what the Jessica Ben thing is going to be, like they say like Ben is the same, he mm-hmm. also talks about about him uh winning the lottery and how now life has no meaning for him and, yeah and he just uh tells everyone just like spontaneously, basically, yeah, and
0: then he's like, oh, I didn't want to tell you about this actually, but I did it anyway, anyway because he's yeah. on drugs, probably, <laughs> but yeah, yeah
1: maybe but yeah
0: yeah they such, yeah
1: such such a weak excuse, like
0: it was drugs <laughs> plot reasons, but I think yeah. you know, like we don't know a lot yet about Lars I so yeah. and you right Jessica and Ben, and also maybe uh Zoe, you know she's we don't know a lot about her yet either, yeah. I think, so these are people. Yeah where hopefully some, some more is going to happen in the next four episodes. Yeah. And I just would say, like, um, I think Regina Hall is also really good as Carmel because yeah. she's this very, in a way, um, so in, in Swiss German, we have this word, verschupft, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah. this very, this woman who sort of, I don't know, she's always taking herself back, but she's also very excited and she's like, Oh hello, I wanna meet everyone, but also like, oh, my life is so not great and and but then sometimes just these violent outbursts. Yeah. (laughs) And and she just I think she plays it really well, especially where she has the scene with Masha where she talks about her um her marriage which was very bad even though she's like still mourning for the loss of her husband who by all accounts was an asshole um but i think she's (laughs) she's doing it she's really really good in that scene
1: yeah she's really good i thought i thought when i first when you first meet her she has this small scene with uh with uh lars in the in that store Mm -hmm. and i thought like Oh my god, she's going to be so annoying. She's uh, so
0: annoying, man.
1: <laughs> and then later, she's obviously still annoying. Yeah. But at least now she ha- she's also somewhat compelling. Yeah. Like there's yeah. more to her than just being like this this
0: uh, soccer mom type. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I okay. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who was feeling that. I was like, man, this woman is so annoying. But I think it's because Regina Hall is doing it is playing her really well. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs>
1: that is the show <laughs> <It's> summary. <summering. laughs>
0: yeah, but you know why? Because yeah, it has like these moments where it's like this is a moment and it's really good. And then we move on to the next and then the next and then the next. So it's like moments where people can act and then yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, I think we should come to the summary um yeah. that is now also available to people who don't want any spoilers. So, um, overall, uh, let's see if we can summarize our um, our feelings towards the show. So, I think it is, like I said, a show that wants to be prestige television, but it's actually trash television, but it's not enough of trash television. I wish it would lean into its trashiness more so that it becomes more compelling, because at the moment, I have to say, I don't find it very compelling, I don't necessarily have the urge to... Ooh, Watch the next episode. Um, but I have to say, there are moments where it's like great acting, you know, especially I think, like we said, Bobby, Canna- Bobby Cannavale and Melissa McCarthy are really good. And I kind of want to see what happens with them more than with some of the other secrets and like tensions in the show. I don't know. How about you? Um,
1: I think I agree with that. Um, but I think I am more compelled to. To continue watching it, because I'm already halfway through, <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of like uh, it is a little bit, it is a little bit like roadkill. I cannot look away
0: from. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but also,
1: it, it is very good sometimes, as you say. Like uh, those are very good actors. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mean, I love, I love uh, Michael Shannon in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's always great. Uh, it's just. It's just uh, this, this uh, underlying, like this, this fear that they might not bring it to a good conclusion. Yeah, uh, that is uh, that is worrying me a, a little bit. But maybe if uh, episodes five to eight go even more into the batchet insane stuff from uh, episode three, mm-hmm. then maybe I can, I can. Deal with it, even if it doesn't have a super <laughs>
0: super satisfying ending. Yes, maybe, maybe. I, so you're going to continue? I mean, what you're saying is is true. Like we're halfway through, and I kind of want to know what happens. <laughs> see, see, but That's not. I said. Yeah, this, is, this show is anime. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I don't care about most characters. I don't care. I just really. I want to uh, see what happens to. Uh, I just want to see Tony the, the and... chaos unravel. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah,
1: on a character level, like yeah, it's Tony and Francis. that yes. I am most interested in. Yes, agreed. But, uh, as we said during the during the spoiler part, it's because these two are given the most yeah so screen time and most depth. So.
0: Maybe it's, that might change a little bit uh, in the yeah. next few episodes where somebody becomes really compelling suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so nine perfect strangers is one for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like I feel now that it has hooked its claws into me, it is, it is one for me. But I feel like if I could talk to my past self, I would tell them, don't watch. <laughs> no, it's not true. It is, again, Olivia's it, going to uh, make you watch the show. <laughs>
0: Say you can't make it. <laughs> so you, cannot,
1: you cannot invest this kind of time. No, that's, that's unfair to the show. Like Because uh, it is often very uh, well-crafted and you can you can see the work behind it Hmm. but um and again like some of them at least the uh the actors are doing a really good job uh so it would be almost unfair to say that this is this isn't this is good but it's just it's just a bit of a mess yeah Uh, i think it's like almost one for
0: me yeah actually I agree with that almost almost one for me if you want to see like a compelling show about like the troubles of the rich in California that also includes Nicole Kidman I suggest Big Little Lies season one but maybe you're like Olivia of course you're late to the party that happened years ago (laughs) and like fair enough but you could rewatch it I'm just saying (laughs) you might have a better time (laughs) Okay, so um, before we get to the end of this episode, uh, let's talk about something that we're looking forward to watching. You go first. Shang-Chi. <laughs> we should say why this is a hilarious statement by us just because... Before we started recording, we were talking about this, and then he was correcting my pronunciation of this <laughs> title, which is why I'm letting him say it instead of me no, going. It's, 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 Shang, it's Shang-Chi. It's not it's not Shang-Chi. <laughs> it's,
1: and it's the legend Shang-Chi. of
0: the ten rings. The we rings, should give yes. it its full title, of yes. course.
1: Shang-Chi and the legend of the ten rings. Uh, yes. We've we- been hearing a, a lot of good stuff about it as well. Um even as a non-Marvel Cinematic Universe film, um, here it has uh, very good action, uh, which is not always a given with uh, with the MCU, uh, mm. that have fight scenes that uh, have been edited to hell and back. And uh, the cast is apparently really good as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So. so for those who don't know what the movie is about, maybe you want to tell them what it's about? <laughs> it's about, about, about Shang-Chi.
1: <laughs> no, it's about Shang-Chi, played by uh, Simu Liu. Um, he is this, uh, this guy living in the U.S. And um, one day, the past catches up with him because his father is uh, Wenwu um, this Chinese uh, crime lord um, who now wants Shang Chi to take rightful place by his side, um, but uh, Shang Chi rejects his father because he doesn't want to live a life of crime. So that sets up the conflict. Mm, yes, and uh, Wenwu is the the real identity of the the villain used in Iron Man 3, who went by the Mandarin, mm-hmm. a very politically incorrect <laughs> <laughs> uh, name, but um, they are trying their hardest to to fix what Marvel did back in the 70s or 60s yeah. with uh, minority characters. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm also I'm also looking forward to to this movie, and I think I was just trying to remember: is this the first time we have a a new character introduced post um, Endgame, like a major character like who gets his own movie, who wasn't already part? I oh, you mean like he's he's the first? I think he's the yeah, First a right?
1: uh, new like uh, so
0: it's like a big step forward for the MCU and no longer just like eating its own tail, but maybe we're going in a new direction. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
1: That, that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I am not super like we talked about this before. It sort of has reached a point where yeah. uh, it's almost like oversaturated, uh, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like every movie is like uh, wink, wink. Uh, we do MCU, we yeah. comics and all of that stuff, and now um, this seems to carve out its own corner in the in the universe. Mm. Um, which sounds, to me, a little bit more interesting than than sort of the the MCU revolving around the same yeah five to ten characters.
0: But you were very revolving. excited about Spider Man trailer, no?
1: Yes, I was very excited <laughs> about that. But but also that that too. I mean, like if people have seen the trailer, you have uh, yeah. Oh my uh, god, that's just uh, Alfred Molina come back as as uh, Doc Ock. We don't know if it's the Doc Ock from uh, the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. So we assume so because it looks very similar. But yeah. it's just sort of like one of those, another one of those things where, like the the trailer practically winking at the audience. Yeah, that, uh, remember this.
0: Um, that was and... cool, right? Let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I it, guess it's, it's good. The, yeah, it's the whole multiverse thing where I think it might just everything might collapse under its own weight at some point, you know. But yeah, whatever, it, it, it feels like that. Yes, this is not an MCU podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on, indeed, because this was it for this episode of the One for You podcast. Um, Asid. thank you so for, much for joining me, and I assume that. Uh, Time travel hasn't been invented because you know you didn't go back to your previous uh, self and be like, "Don't watch the show." This is the test case. That's how time travel works. That's how time travel works. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Okay, this is also not the discussion for this now. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And to keep up to date with the podcast, follow us on social media where we're at one for you pod. Hear you next time. Bye. Bye.